Are you interested in being able to create the best content for your clients? If so, stick around because my next guest is sharing all about creating amazing content for your clients. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back. If you're new here, I'm Jen Vasquez. I'm a Pinterest marketing strategist who brings in other Pinterest experts on all subjects so that you can take action and grow your business. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, definitely subscribe either on YouTube or our podcast so that you're notified every time that we release a new interview. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with Sam of the Modern Health Nerd. As chief nerd at the Modern Health nerd Teresa or Sam Houghton is helping companies and brands get to know their customers and leverage their personal passions to write interesting, engaging, and long format content. Sam is a graduate of both the Bauman College Nutrition Consultant Program and the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies Plant-Based Nutrition Certificate Program and uses this expertise to bring a unique perspective to written content. Her writing appears regularly on nutritionstudies.org and the Upside by Vita Coast, and also has she's been featured on Green Queen Media. She has been a guest on the Vegan Stories podcast, Vegan Visibility, the Protein X virtual coffee series, and also Eat with Mark Samuel. When she's not writing or cooking, Sam likes to read the study and study the Bible, cook tasty plant-based food, hang out at farmer's markets, and knit cozy, crazy socks. Welcome, Sam. So happy to have you on the podcast and YouTube channel. Well, thanks for having me, Jen. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And speaking of knitting crazy socks, it probably won't show you because I have a background up, but there's one. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, I always like to start off because I think it's so fascinating how people get from one thing to their current business. So I'd love to find out what jobs came before this business and then share a little bit about your business. I have kind of an interesting trajectory. It's it started, you know, when you're a kid, you have like a bunch of different jobs, but I'd say the more consistent trajectory started when I actually went plant-based a little over 13 years ago, I was flexitarian, vegetarian for a while. Then I found out I'm lactose intolerant. So I was like, maybe if I eat vegan food, I won't have to worry about dairy. Uh, and then I just got fascinated by the health aspects of it. And that's when I got those two health coaching certifications. I took the T. Colin Campbell course first. I went to Bowen College second. Um, and this, the more I learned, the more fascinated I got. And then once I got my nutrition consultant certification from Bowman, I started to do some health coaching, a little bit of a hard sell in my area. So I also discovered, hey, look, you can write content online and you can just sign up for this site and there's all of these assignments that you can get. Yeah. What I didn't know was, was a content mill. So <laughs> I got stuck in the content mill treadmill for a while. Uh, I can't complain. It really was my bread and butter for a while. And it also gave me a lot of experience writing for different industries. But in early 2020, I connected with a business coach and 
he really encouraged me to step out and do a little more. And so I started to, well, that's kind of when Modern Health Nerd came around. It wasn't called Modern Health Nerd yet, but I started doing the content creation and a little bit of strategy. I've dabbled in everything for a while, even like in, in like social media and strategy things. And finally, just over time, it iterated and iterated. And now I'm with Modern Health Nerd, which actually came from the name of the podcast that I launched along the way. And I liked it so much. I was like, I think I'll rebrand as this. So that's how I got where I, I am today. And I work up till now, I've worked largely with brands and companies that serve the spaces I'm familiar with, like plant-based and functional and like the better for you snacks. Uh, but I'm also starting to delve into some different areas, including like web three, which really interests me. Very, very cool. So why do you focus on getting to know customers before doing any kind of marketing? It's kind of twofold. One is it's a mistake I see brands make a lot where they, and I can't blame them because if you look at the internet, there are so many content marketing best practices out there. I'll say right now, I am not a fan of the term best practices because it just gets thrown around for any quote, anything I think is a good idea. You know? Yeah. And then I'll, and then I write it up as an article and call it a best practice. Um, they read so much of that and it just, they get inundated with that and they think, oh, I have to do all of the things. And so they try to do everything and they just can't, they don't, they don't have the time to do like one thing really well or any of these things really well. And in order to know which things you actually should be doing and what you should actually be spending your time on, you need to know who your audience is, where they are, and really what their lifestyles are like and how they think. And you might find out that, and often you find out, you don't have to do all of the things. Maybe you have to do maybe one to three things and do it really well, focus on those people based on what you know about them. And when I say know about them, I mean like know them like they were your friends or people in your you know, closer network. Yeah. So share how getting to know your customer will actually make marketing easier, specifically. Know how to talk to them. If you know how they think, if you know what they want, if you know what they are struggling with, if you know the questions that they ask, you don't have to guess. Now, with that said, marketing is always, especially content marketing, a little bit of the let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks game. That will always be that way a little bit. There's no such thing as a- I call formula. that research. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, it. it's research and it's also iteration. I mean, yeah. uh, talk, talk about like being in web three and the entirety of web three is iteration. <laughs> but- you can spend less time doing that and be a little more certain that something's going to stick and you're going to hit your mark if you already know who you're talking to and the way they talk and how to relate to them as people versus relating to them as that nebulous group of customers you're like hi, yeah like hi friends instead of saying <laughs> i know that you're struggling with this right yes. it's way more impactful um so what does your understand your customer's process look like? And then why did you design it that way? It was one of those things, speaking of iterating, it was one of those things that I worked on over time. Uh, it has, I, I can tell you, there's just kind of a, a couple of ways yeah. that I can describe it. There sure. is the actual work that I do when I work with 
a brand and there is a version that's a little bit easier that brands or if they have the time and bandwidth can do themselves. So I'll do the easier version first because I'm sure people are like, oh, cool, something I can go take out and, <laughs> and start doing. Uh, it's actually a five-step process. And within that process, you start with reading the comments and the reviews that are related to your product and also to things like your competitors' products, whether it's your direct competitors or related competitors. You look at what people are saying about what they like, what they don't like, and any common words or phrases or common experiences or problems that are repeated areas of friction. And you also want to look for places where people are confused or they have misconceptions about your product. This is a huge thing, like in the functional product space, there's a lot of misconceptions about like health and, and functional and it's to some extent like food products as well. And then you want to like dig into your customers' communities since you're not 100% sure where they are, it works, you know, you have to look a lot of different places. You can guess pretty well based on your industry, certain places that are good to look like Facebook or Instagram, TikTok's a big one now, uh, depending on what industry you're in, you might want to look at Twitter or LinkedIn, Pinterest, which is your forte. And some places that are not really tapped a lot is Reddit, Quora, and forums. Forums still exist and people have some really solid communities there where they'll talk about things that are related to products, or they'll actually talk about the kinds of products that they use right now. If they're not using your products, you can find out, well, who, who else is delivering on what my customers want? And it's the same thing. You look for those common words and phrases. You look for any brand sentiment. If people are actually talking about your brand, see what people are saying that can reveal things about their lifestyle habits or their shopping habits or what preferences or other things make them make a purchase. These are things that can be related to any way that they shop, not just for your own kinds of products. And here's a fun one, and that's actually interviewing your customers. Now, working with food brands, I have had brands that have had the uh, the benefit of having started out at a farmer's market. So they've already kind yes. of done this, you know? Yes. They've, already, they've already talked to people while people are trying their products, but especially if you're doing direct to consumer or if you're like a service provider, you really need to have these interviews with your customers. Uh, you can throw together some questions. There are templates online. I have a template. Uh, it's not something that's like a downloadable, but I have one that I use with clients. And just pick five to 10 people from across the spectrum of your customers. Everybody from like the person who returns everything to your number one super fan. And just ask questions like how they found you, what their experiences have been like with your product, their own shopping and research habits, how they use social media, where they get information, even lifestyle habits, things that might not be directly related to your product, but could reveal interesting things about how your customers think and live. And from there, you can put together some personas. Um, I like to go with psychographics rather than just demographics, where you actually write down things about people's values, desires, their goals, yes, their opinions, I, I all would of agree those with things. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can do the same thing when you're doing a customer journey map. You can actually write down like at each phase of the journey, what are they thinking and feeling and how can you connect with them there based on that and based on what you learned. And then from there, you can actually use what you learned to choose your content topics because what people are asking and what they're talking about and what they're worried about or what they love, all of those things can be fantastic 
for content. And the key here is it's not always going to be one, what you expect it to be, or two, <laughs> what keyword research tells you it should be. Now, I am a big proponent of if you're going to do keyword research, do it after you have written the content and then plug it in. Because if you start with your customers first, you will get content that they actually want to read and that will actually help them. And then you can use the keywords to make it rank so it reaches the right people. So that is the, the sh just kind of the shorter version. When I do it with clients, I will actually perform the keyword research in the background to have a basis. It does help to have some idea of what people are searching for so you can have a direction to know uh, for your research. I do all of the community research. I put all of that together. I read all the reviews. I read all the feedback. And I actually will give my clients a customer interview template based on their industry. And I'll give them a summary report of all of this, like an audience research summary. And then I will actually do like content sessions with people where we'll talk about brand purpose, we'll review their business goals and their content goals, and then we'll go through and create those personas, those journey maps, and talk together through the kinds of content that are going to be helpful to their customers. Now, I personally focus on long form written content, like blog posts, articles, and things like what people refer to as thought leadership. I like mm -hmm. to call them opinion pieces because that's what they are. Yeah. Also, we'll talk about what are the best platforms to repurpose this content on? I am not a, not a social media person. Uh, that's why we need people like you because I'm not a social media person, but I can advise con uh, clients on where is this really going to hit hard? Like, would this make good videos? Would this make good, you know, something to swipe on Instagram, something like that. Yeah, that's that, that, that is all fantastic. And I agree with like all of it. Um, the majority of our listeners I find uh, and watchers on YouTube are service-based. Yeah. So like for me, for instance, I started as um, a wedding photographer back in 2009. I started mm -hmm. the Pinterest business in 2018. But back then I would build into my questionnaires some of those things like why did you choose to hire me? Or why did you choose to do this service? Why did you choose to hire me? What about my services resonated with you? Those types of things. And I always can take those things and make content for it with one exception. If there's a client I didn't enjoy working with, I'm not going to take into consideration their stuff, right? We oftentimes will look on Google and things like that. We're going to see a plethora of stuff, but maybe not like our ideal client. So what are some questions that we should really be asking ourselves to narrow down to our ideal client? This is something I discovered with being a health coach. I would give people a questionnaire, big questionnaire, 10 part questionnaire. And I'd look at it and it would be like maybe four to six things would flag. And I'm thinking they don't have four to six conditions. Where is the genesis of this? Same thing happens when you're doing your customer research. As you're going and you're looking for those common words and phrases, those habits, those lifestyle habits, you will start to see patterns. As soon as those emerge, start to narrow down based on those patterns. It does not take long. It's You don't have to do this for like, you know, a year to find this. It takes, you know, a few hours to start finding the very specifics and following them. Uh, if there is something that seems to be related and people are talking about the same thing or asking the same questions, you have the basis for your next steps and really narrowing down. Um, and you'll find really quickly too, if something is not a good fit. So basically 
I think that the number one question to keep in mind is if you were doing this research specifically for content, it's like, is this really going to inform my content or am I just reading a whole bunch of people like just chitter chattering? You know, is this, is this something that's going to make impactful content for these people? That that's perfect. Um, you know, everyone, we hear it really loud right now in the marketing industry about niching down and niching down. How far down should we actually niche and can we be too narrow to like run a business? I think that it is possible to be too narrow. A good example, like for me, plant-based space is very small. It's very small. Even though it's growing, it's very small. There are not enough businesses there for everybody who services plant-based businesses I think that that's true in a lot of industries. There are some industries that are very broad, um, but I I really feel like the niching down thing is overdone. I feel like it puts people in a box. And then especially when you start creating content, you can create content that is tangentially related, but is still based on stuff that your customers are interested in or something else I think is really important your own passions and vision and mission. These are things that make your service or your brand more human. And if you niche down too far and start talking about these things that are quote unquote outside your niche, it's going to look weird. But if you're just, if you're like, hi, you know, this is who I am. This is what my business is. This is what I care about. This is what all of you care about and, and make it more about your customers. I think that's more important than setting out and saying, I am going to service X niche. Because if you don't really understand what your customers are looking for, you can't really define a niche and then stay in it. I like to use the example of like, say you have a, I'll, I'll use a brand example because I work with brands. Say you have a protein bar company and you think my niche is people who pump iron at the gym because I have a protein bar company. You do your customer research and you find out, nope, your niche is busy moms who grab your protein bar on the way out the door <laughs> yes. because they don't have time for breakfast. So if you put yourself in this little niche box and find out you're, you know, you're totally off the mark, you're going to have to rebrand, you're going to have to redo everything. So just don't, don't put yourself in too much of a box. Don't try to serve everyone, but don't try to serve like the three people who live in that one house down the street either. I would, I would agree with that. Um, what three things do you think, and my listeners and watchers really love this information because um, it just gives more ideas out there. What three things have helped you grow your business? And it could be tools, advice, really anything. Uh, I'd say the first thing, the catalyst was getting a business coach. That kind of happened organically. Um, I think that was one of those divine intervention things. I was looking for places to do more content writing and I came across this person who actually had a a coaching business for people who wanted to do like content and servicing and things. So business coach, somebody who is enthusiastic and creative, uh, who is also patient, uh, who knows the space and who will be able to both encourage you and bring you back down to earth as needed. Um, my business coach was one of those people who, when we got on the phone, I got off and I was like, yes, I can do this. Cause I have tend to be one of those people who's like, I can't do this. I need to make it perfect. I'd say the second, let's see, that was the biggest one. Yeah. The second thing was networking. Uh, I am not a big social media person and I have never been a big networking person, but 
early on in the business, I, for me, and I think for a lot of service providers, I use LinkedIn to connect with people, to find other people in the industry, um, and to like do outreach. And I have been able, and also through my podcast, honestly, I was able to network with people and I have been able to build this network. I've talked to some people just like, I talk to them and I'm in awe. They're just so smart. Like the stuff that they do with like the tech and the things that they, that they do in their jobs and their businesses, they're just so smart, so creative. And there's a lot of not only potential work in that, but a lot of encouragement and a lot of inspiration. So whatever industry you work in, however your industry networks, even if you think you hate networking, just go out <laughs> there and look at it more like I'm going to make a bunch of really cool friends, whether I get work from this or not right now, I'm going to make a bunch of really cool friends because you will, and you will get work out of it. Too. And I think when people think of networking, they only think of big, large groups of strangers and you yeah, can exactly. actually just find somebody. If you are online a lot and you see somebody online that really inspires you, you can just have a quick 15 minute coffee chat with them. It does not have exactly. to be this big elaborate thing. Awesome. And your third well, I don't make any secret of the fact that my business runs on prayer, honestly. Uh, every week I have I have like a one hour prayer session just for my business. I picked this up from a podcast I used to listen to. She called it business meetings with God. And I thought, <laughs> why am I not doing this? Uh, it's it's like, because, uh, you know, I've, I've, been a, I've been a Christian for like 12 years and I'm like, why am I not doing this? <laughs> so I started doing that. And also when I do that, I take notes of anything that that I have been thinking about so it, it kind of serves a dual purpose I get I, I pray yeah. about my business and get direction and anything that's just been going on and on and on and on in my mind about the business or things I've been thinking about gets written down so it's sort of a process of being able to sort things out get direction and be sure that I'm on the right track because for me I want to do what God wants me to do I don't want to be like running off in a bunch of different directions so that for me is like the third one yeah, I think everyone has different, you know, obviously beliefs and, and things like that, but whether it's prayer or meditating or even quiet time, like sometimes I'll have the longest car rides and I'll get the best ideas from that time. So like, I feel like prayer, like meditation and, you know, quiet time or time by yourself, it makes you go sort of introspective and it is so helpful and beneficial for your business. I would totally agree with that. Well, before we get to the gift that Sam has so generously shared with all of our listeners, tell everyone um, briefly about your services that you provide in case anyone listening is like, hmm, I want to work with her. Well, I do that understand your customers thing. That is one, that's like a one-off service. And the other major service that I do is long form content writing. I tend to do one-off projects or monthly retainer projects. If you need, you know, X amount of content pieces per month. I primarily have worked with like health focused business, but like I said, I'm, I'm dabbling in web three now. I've worked with like business finance companies and I'm the modern health nerd for a reason. I am totally into learning new stuff and doing deep dives into just about anything. <laughs> I love it. Um, so tell our audience about what exactly it is that you're sharing, what you're giving to everyone. Well, I have my target your messaging workbook, which is five questions to help you understand your customers. And then as we were talking about save time on marketing, it's a quick workbook that it's a fillable PDF. You can download it. You can go through it in, I would say, definitely set aside an hour or two just to really think about it. It doesn't take an hour or two to fill out, but like you were saying, you really want to be introspective yes. about these questions. So 
it's going to help you market your brand to customers who actually share in your vision and your mission. It's going to help you communicate the beliefs and values that attract your customers. And it's going to help you to position your product in a way that's going to stand out to them. And we were talking about niching. Well, this will help you narrow the focus of your marketing to the customers that are looking for products like yours. It's a, a, start, a good starting point if you haven't done this kind of research before. And it's a good way to reorient yourself if it's been a while since you've done something like this. So. Yeah. I, and I have a couple of those types of things as well. And what I always say that's really helpful to get the most out of these types of documents is to even maybe print it out and put it on your desk, mm. like read all the questions, answer the ones that instantly, you know, and then leave it on your desk. So as you're working over the next week or so, you know, those things will, it'll be ruminating within your head if you're reading those questions every day and it'll start mm -hmm. to come to you. So I know a lot of people say, I, I don't have time for forms and I don't have time for things like this, but I think, you know, and to your point that you've made this whole podcast and YouTube video is that knowing your customer will not just make it easier to do marketing because marketing can be hard, um, but it'll take less time and it'll be way more enjoyable. <laughs> so I, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And what's the best way for people to get in contact with you in case anyone wants to take this conversation further? You can visit my website at modernhealthnerd.com. And you can also email direct, me directly, sam, S-A-M, at modernhealthnerd.com. And I am off all the socials, so you will not find me there. Yeah, I will be putting all those links down below. And if you found some good information out of this, I would really love if you would, you know, subscribe or leave a review on the podcast because we are really trying to reach more people, more female marketing people or female business owners that need help with marketing. So definitely go out there and do something good for your business. One of those things should be to snag Sam's gift and actually take action on it because we can get educated all day long, but if we're not taking action, we're not actually moving our business forward. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.